everybody, it's Kai. Thanks for downloading this episode of the Corner Office Podcast. I told you last time we're doing a little theme for the next couple episodes, looking at three companies that all sell apparel, but different stuff sold in different ways. Remember Figs, the hospital and medical scrubs company from last episode? It's relatively new, targeting a particular type of fashion-forward consumer. Our guest today, on the other hand, runs a company that's more than 50 years old and has a long history of selling casual clothing by a catalog. That company is Land's End. The guy running it is Jerome Griffith. Took the job about two and a half years ago, Mr. Griffith did, when the company was looking for a turnaround after years of declining sales and more than a decade under the problematical ownership of Sears. We're expecting you. Won't you have a seat? Ready to go to work? Jerome Griffith, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. Would you be offended if I if I said that probably most people listening to this and hearing Land's End are going to think of that old catalog company from like the 80s and 90s? Some people might. That uh, that would be true. So I, my my guess would be a lot, but but let's go <laughs> let's so let's go with my premise here. The the question really is how do you take an old catalogy company which which you know and and you've been at at Land's End not since the very beginning but for a couple of no. couple of years now. Um, how do you take that company and turn it into an e-commerce company, which kind of have to be in retail today? It's a very interesting question. You know, you, if when you go back historically, Lands In was always considered a very innovative company. Uh, they started in the '70s with uh, two-day shipping mm-hmm. and and with with having a um, a monthly catalog. They started with an 800 number. First company to sell clothing online in 1995. So that transformation actually started in the mid-90s. And what's interesting is the reason I came to the company was I saw it as an e-commerce company because mm. 87% at the time, 87% of everything they sold was done through a click. But <laughs> it was not being run like an e-commerce company. It was being run like a catalog company from the 80s with systems from the 80s. And uh, we've really turned the company into, uh, I would say, a digital innovator back where they were in the 90s. But uh, due to their ownership structure through the 2000s and then the early teens, uh, it had sort of gotten off track. So I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, the people that you're hiring, yeah. uh, the, mo- the money that you're investing. And also, how do you treat your customer? Because everything is very customer centric nowadays. Uh, the customer has a lot more power and a lot more information than what they did 10 years ago. And the customer's looking for convenience. And that's one of the things we've had to do is uh, really be customer-centric and think, how do we make it convenient and easy for the consumer to shop? It's fair to say, if you look at the numbers, that, that uh, Land's End is on its way back from, a, from an unfortunate detour to Sears ownership. Um, but I've also read that you actually enjoy being in retail right now because... Uh, you thrive on the chaos. It is a challenging time to be in retail. Yes, it is. Uh, one could say it's challenging, and you can always look at the at the downside. But I think where you have chaos, you have opportunity. Hmm. And I think it's up to good entrepreneurs to figure out, you know, exactly what are the the signs in the market, what do they mean, and where do you get that opportunity? I think it's perfect timing for a company like Lands End that's transforming itself and i would say reinventing itself in some ways it's not really reinventing itself from like what is the company because the company at heart is a it's a great american heritage brand that makes products with purpose uh but it's really how you're selling it and how do you get yourself in front of the consumer and understanding how's the consumer shopping today because that changes very quickly and you have to have a very nimble and agile company that can spot where it's gone wrong and make changes quickly to keep up with the competition 
Okay, so if you're doing the the shift toward being more sensitive to e-commerce and your online customers, why then are you investing in brick and mortar stores? You know, I mean, Lands End wants to have this physical presence as well. Yeah, that's that's interesting. You know, during the time when uh, we had uh, ownership by Sears, we had a several hundred million dollar uh, business from brick and mortar, and as Sears has closed and changed strategies, that's basically gone away. Additionally, customers that shop digitally native companies have said, you know, we would like a place to interact with the brand, not just online. Hmm. So we've started opening up stores, and lo and behold, they've been uh, received really well. I think we have a leg up on our competition in, in some ways because we know where our customer lives and we know what they buy. So we know where we should put stores, and uh, we know how to talk to the consumer to have them come in and interact with the brand, and they do. And you know, part of our strategy, I call it unit channel. I think a lot of people in our industry speak about omni-channel yeah. brands and you know what they can do. Uh, you know, I look at it from a unit channel standpoint to say the customer wants to interact with your brand whenever, wherever, and however they want to interact, and they want it to be the same way everywhere. And it's very frustrating as a consumer to to get treated differently in different venues. So, at, you know, our goal over the course of time is to have one clear, seamless consumer experience. Those consumers, uh, who are they? Are you are you getting the millennials that every company now seems to believe that it needs? Is it mostly grandmas and grandpas? Who who are you selling to? Uh, you know, our average consumer is in their early 50s. They're relatively affluent. They live in the suburbs. They use their smartphone. Uh, they value comfort. Uh, they are um, more digitally savvy than what you would actually expect. And at what we've seen over the course of the last couple of years is our average consumer's age is creeping down, meaning getting a little bit younger, but it's not a radical shift. I think one of the things that people get uh, confused about is, you know, when you need to change a company, you want to, uh, people go in and make radical shifts. Well, you only do that if a company is really failing. Customer retention, our numbers are extremely high in the industry. Hmm. And I think that's through a combination of really good products that meet the needs of the consumers and really great customer service. I mean, we, we have like a return policy. It's two words, guaranteed, period. Hmm. A, a word here about Amazon, if we could. You have made the decision that you're actually going to be on Amazon and, and sell there. And, and uh, I want to know why. Are you not worried about Amazon or are you just going where your customers are going to be? More than 50% of all searches on clothing are on Amazon. So if you're not on Amazon, you're not relevant. Full stop. Full stop. Do, do you fear the Amazon juggernaut at all? Or are you just are you in bed with a giant and you're making the best of it? Uh, I have somewhere in between the two, I think. You know, Amazon's been a good partner for us. What they've brought to the party is a lot of new customers. Um, in fact, if you look at, you know, our, our average consumers is, is – mostly female, well over 70%. But on Amazon, we find two things. Uh, they're a little bit younger, and they're a little bit more male. And what we also find is that over half of our sales on Amazon are through customers that have never dealt with the brand Lands End before. And another 27% are customers that did shop at Lands End once, but haven't shopped there in over a year, up to five years. So there's very little existing customer crossover, and as long as that stays true, and as long as we're still selling our best sellers on Amazon, same as we do on our own website, uh, we'll we'll stick with them. So they've been a good partner so far. You've been doing this uh, forty plus or minus years, right? In in retail and apparel, you were at sad uh, but true. <laughs> you were at uh, you were at Toomey, the luggage company, uh, before yep. this. You were set to retire. Why'd you take this job? Um. 
few reasons. One, it was an e-commerce company, and I saw the challenge because they didn't run it like it was. Hmm. Uh, second was because the brand was not tarnished from its years at Sears, which ended up being a a, a, a relationship which wasn't the best for, for the brand. But the consumers still looked at Land's End as you know, a nice, safe, understandable heritage brand. And when you have a brand that's still got a good name, you've got sort of a leg up on the competition. So there was a lot of challenges. Plus, I didn't really feel like sitting around the house being retired. <laughs> yeah, I hear you on that one. Um, let me back up for a minute to uh, the retail stores. You said you know where your customers are and, and where to open those stores. Where are you opening them? I mean, I, I, you know, I'm out and about in LA. I'm not. I haven't seen any Lands End stores. We we over index in a few places. We over index in the Northeast, uh, so f- that sort of Mid Atlantic up to Maine corridor, uh, the Central Midwest. So from the triangle that goes around St. Louis, Minneapolis, and Chicago, uh, are very heavy Lands End customers. Yeah. Uh, other areas where we do okay, the South has been coming on because I think a lot of people have been migrating South and that seems to be a, about at parity. To get started, you know, we're, we're very early as a brick and mortar retailer and you want to stack the deck a little bit and yeah. make sure that you're going to be successful. So we're going places where we absolutely know we have a, a very strong customer base. Are you doing malls or are you doing standalones? What's the strategy? Our customer, you know, when we talked earlier, you know, you asked about the customer. Our customer yeah. really values comfort and convenience. And they like to be able to drive up to the store outside, get out, walk in, do their business, go back to their car and drive away. And they also want to be places where we have competition. So we're happy to be near competitors because it means that in order to compete, you have to be better than everyone else. And customers like that. You know, they like the variety in, in shopping. So we tend to go to outdoor malls mm-hmm. with easy convenience and parking where we have good competitors. Jerome Griffith of Land's End. Mr. Griffith, thanks for your time, sir. I appreciate it. Okay, good talking to you. Thank you very much. Well, there you go. That was my conversation with Jerome Griffith, the CEO of Land's End. More conversations like this one on our podcast. You can subscribe wherever you get it. Leave a review while you're there, would you? Corner Office Podcast is produced by Bridget Bonner. This episode by Maria Hollenhorst. Marketplace on the radio is produced by Nancy Fargali. Satar Nieves is the executive director of On Demand. Deborah Clark is the senior vice president and general manager. I'm Kai Rizdal. Another episode for you in just a couple of weeks.